Welcome back to Beyond the Booth. I'm your host, Cameron Capers. If you haven't already, make sure to check out last week's episode with Dominique Jean. It was a really fun conversation. Um, and then also make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Music and make sure you rate and subscribe and all of that good stuff. And today, my guests are Alex and Ian from Club Sinister. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How's it going? I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, so I wanted to kind of go back a little bit. I don't know that much about you guys, but I was reading up a little bit. And um, individually, you can answer this question. When did you first take an interest in uh, music in general? Go for it, Alex. Oh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> so uh, I was kind of born into it, I guess. I don't know. My dad has been way into music his whole life. So, I mean, I remember... He was like, he's way into metal, so I grew up listening to metal my whole life. But I remember listening to like Iron Maiden and Slayer and stuff like that when I was like five years old. So <laughs> I've kind of, I've kind of just been around it forever. So it's always, always intrigued me, and you know, I wanted to learn how to play it and stuff like that. So what about yeah. you? Yeah, I, I mean, kind of similar, just. uh Unlike Alex's family, my family weren't quite the metalheads. It honestly, the metal picked up in my life once I met Alex uh, later on in life. But uh, until then, my family was more like Grateful Dead speed. And I have like early memories of seeing like a Bowie concert. And, you know, I was probably like six or seven. And so, you know, it, it, early on, I was just obsessed with it, but it was probably like third or fourth grade where it just got to the point where I had to beg my parents to go pick me up a guitar and it's just kind of <laughs> stuck with me since then, you know? Right. Honestly, both of you, uh, it sounds similar to my childhood in a sense, because uh, my dad was very much into rock and roll, which I got it from too. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a lot of like Jimi Hendrix and like Led Zeppelin and like Ozzy Osbourne and all that. Uh, so it's kind of funny how all of our childhoods are kind of lined up. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the best way to come up. It keeps things interesting. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, and I wanted to ask about what was one of your earliest memories of writing music uh, like by yourself or with a band or anything like that? Let me see. Alex, if you have one off the top, take it. Otherwise, I can figure so I think I got yeah. something. So I, uh, <laughs> like I said, growing up, I was like in the metal or whatever. My my brother was in a metalcore band. He was way older than me, so mm-hmm. um, one of our other friends, Paul, um, back in Tulsa. You know, I kind of got him into it at a really early age, and uh, we <laughs> we wrote and recorded like or something. <laughs> yeah, we uh, wrote and recorded a song called "Gorillas." It was terrible, but it was a metal song, and we. Uh, recorded it with a rock band mic into a, uh, a line six spider with like a blanket over it and actually it's not a guy decent and then we just like you know torrented some some drum programming software right and did that and ended up making a music video and put it on myspace the whole deal and we were like 12 so that That's was probably the first time I had ever actually tried to write or record anything, and mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. I think, I think we've come a long way since then. <laughs> we all have. That was great, though. That took me back. I forgot about that whole uh, little period, but that was uh, huge on MySpace. Made the rounds there for, for a quick 
Um, no, that, that did remind me the first uh, song I ever recorded. I remember it was, uh, in my buddy Ian Pendle's basement when I was probably like 15 years old and we had, um, just like a four track recorder, um, analog. So it was like a huge pain and pain. And, uh, he basically just, um, would, you know, give me a million takes and I'd just try over and over again because I really wasn't great at guitar at the time. And it was also mm-hmm punk song so i was like yelling over it too and it was just terrible and i remember his uh like stepmom ended up finally just like opening the door to the basement and screaming down and she was <laughs> like you guys need to leave the house right now like this <laughs> like get out of there so i remember it took us like a long time to even finish the recording because we were only like halfway through the song before his family just tapped out <laughs> i think that's uh probably a good indication of how good the song was too right <laughs> that's funny um actually a similar story uh, to Alex about the whole rock band microphone. Uh, my brother and I were trying to start a band in like middle school or high school, I think. And we were looking for uh, guitar players at the time. And this kid hit us up and was like, yeah, I don't have a guitar, but I can play expert on rock band. And we were just like, oh my God. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, awesome. we come from humble beginnings as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, That's really cool and really interesting. I just like asking people that because everyone has a different, you know, uh, paths and everyone's answer is never the same. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, fun. Definitely. And then you guys met, oh, you guys formed the band uh, last year at the beginning of the year. Um, when did you guys initially meet each other? <laughs> um, what was it? I guess sixth grade. Was oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. We had some classes together in sixth grade, <laughs> and then our, our, our friend group kind of formed then. Yeah, yeah. We both, um, I mean, sixth grade, you know, we just started middle school. So it was kind of, I remember falling into like a new friend group type thing. And at the same time, I, I don't know how old you are there, probably like 12 or 13. Yeah, but I remember that, that's when we started going to shows. And I remember uh, that's like why we became fast friends, because we were both just kind of getting each other's parents to like drop us off downtown every Friday night. And uh, I mean, I feel like the relationship pretty much stayed the same since then. <laughs> right. Yeah, really pretty nuts. We're uh, doing the exact same thing now. Well, not this, <laughs> but you know, yeah. up until last year, we were still doing the same thing, minus the parents dropping us off. <laughs> Growing up yeah. a little bit. <laughs> a lot of personal growth there, right? <laughs> Maybe right. to reflect on that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so when did Club Sinister like officially become a thing for you two? Huh. Uh, uh, probably like early yes. 2020. What, do you have a more exact date, Alex? I guess maybe spring because I don't, I don't think we really started. Yeah. We were actually locked in. Yeah, yeah. I guess th- so. Yeah, we started just kind of demoing tracks for – I don't know. We, I, I, the one song we already put out, Beyond Bleeding. I think the first like audio recording on our like, uh, you know, mem- voice memos on our phone was from like mid twenty nineteen, maybe early twenty nineteen, but it sounded like way different. Right. And then we just kind of got locked in and realized we had a ton of just half songs mm-hmm. and sat down and kind of tried to figure out what to do with them and. uh I don't know. I don't know what made us officially say, let's do it. Do you, Alex? I just remember, like, once we got locked in, because I actually hadn't played guitar in a little while, you know, a couple months or something crazy. Then once we got locked in, it's like, oh, I've got a lot of extra time and I'm around the house all the time. Like, I start playing guitar again. And then, like, 
you know, we ended up with some songs or whatever, and then decided to demo them ourselves and didn't really know what we were going to do with it. And then we were like, oh shit, like we could just <laughs> record this. And, you know, like we've got a buddy, our buddy Luis, who mixed and mastered it. Mm-hmm. And also he played session drums on it. We hit him up and ended up turning it into a real thing. So we sent all the demos to him so he could record, you know, real drums on it. Right. We went from there. So I would say at first we probably weren't expecting to do that. We were just messing around because we were mm-hmm. bored and then realized <laughs> like, oh, this could really be a thing. That's really yeah. cool. That's what music is so cool is like things happen like that so organically and there's never really like a set plot a lot of the time. So things kind of happen the way they happen. Yeah, no, it definitely came at the right time, gave us something to do. And I think, uh, you know, we didn't know what direction we wanted to go with it, especially because we only had the two of us. So we weren't like just jamming it with people. And I mean, we were still talking like, do we want to go like new wavy? Do we want to go, you know, we didn't even know if we wanted real real drums. Mm -hmm. So I think it kind of like hit all at the perfect time where like this kind of felt the vibe of the year and gave us something to do and you know so yeah it 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 was nice i think came at the right time anyway for sure and you just brought up as you two being the band together and i want to talk about that um because the last time i was in a band i think there was like four or five of us and something that taught the music taught me it was like communication with your band members and like finding common ground creatively and i wanted to ask you two how is it writing together um, do you guys find yourself like kind of knocking heads about stuff or how is it? Um, Alex, what you go ahead and tap in first. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like it usually goes pretty smoothly. And we've, uh, you know, prior to this, we had jammed together before when we were younger. And then, you know, we, we played together in a like alt rock band in college mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. So I think we're familiar enough with each other that, you know, we know each other's styles and, you know what you know what things are gonna feel like so i i don't know i feel like we never really butt heads usually it's better like if one of us is being stubborn about a riff and then someone (laughs) comes with a different idea it's usually like oh yeah it should be like that (laughs) yeah yeah no i I, I, more collaborative than uh yeah, I agree. I, I think, honestly, like, I've played in bands with a number of people, and I mean, yeah, and even with Alex in the past, exactly like he said, but uh, there are a lot of times where I think with other people, I'll kind of like, if I write a riff and take it to the group, and they don't like it, I'm like, well, you guys are wrong about this one, because <laughs> this is a hot lick, you know? Like I'm, t- But then with Alex, I feel like a lot of the time, like, if I bring something to the table, and he's like, yeah it's cool but like give it a sec let's see if we can figure something out initially i'm like no man this is this rips like this is cool but then sure enough you know three four beers later and we've been jamming it for 25 minutes you know and uh, exactly you know so i i think it's gone well and um if anything with the two of us not having more people to collaborate with on this one feel like we have a longer uh, attention span for intricate things mm-hmm. where i'm sure you can relate to like uh a crowded like punk practice where two people are really into something and then somebody else is like on their phone and somebody's like drumming a different beat you can't exactly. really like really dial in <laughs> yeah it's kind of chaotic <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right all right so your self-titled debut comes out uh, this month actually the 22nd and I listened to it. Obviously, it's not out yet. 
Um, but obviously it's a rock album. But there's when I was listening to it, there's a lot of different little things that I noticed, um, like different types of rock music if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to talk about uh, the kind of the timeline. We did a little bit already, and then how these songs specifically came together. Um, were you guys recording like at a studio or at home? Like how did that happen? Yeah. So we kind of mentioned that it started with just demoing it before we really knew what was going to happen with it. And then Mm -hmm. uh, once we realized we were really liking the tracks that were coming out, we sent them off and had our buddy Luis in Tulsa record live session drums. Um, We'd worked with him in the past and know he just kills it every time. He also knows us. So he kind of understands like what we're looking for. Right. And so he uh, he sent us a couple drum tracks back and uh, we just kind of rigged our basement <laughs> to be about, I mean, def- certainly nowhere near professional, but, you know, find where to put the couches to make it sound better <laughs> and, you know, tape up different spots on the amps to make exactly. sure you know, it's all we looking extra, good. We had an yeah. extra down there. Yeah, yeah, we brought a mat, we had a mattress down there. I um, love it. Yeah, well, I think I even turned in our like we have a side closet that we turned into the vocal booth. So <laughs> we've all know, been we, there. <laughs> yeah, so we just did it up in there, and thanks to our buddy Luis, we were able to make it sound a bit more professional. Definitely. Have you guys worked in a studio before? Or have you done all your stuff just at home by yourself? Um, in the past, I think we've probably both recorded in studios, but not not uh, for this project though. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say this that. is the first fully homegrown one. Okay. Yeah, yeah cause I was thinking about, like, obviously living in COVID, recording is a lot different. Um, And I've seen even bands like you guys did, like, having sending stuff off, you know, and having them send stuff back. Um, Is that, like, hard for you? Or do you guys prefer it that way? Because some people don't like doing that. They prefer to be, you know, in the same place and do it themselves. So do you guys kind of prefer the way you do it now? Or would you rather kind of be all together and playing music that way? I uh I kind of feel like it's a double-edged sword. So I, I definitely I definitely like being all together in the studio and you know having input from the engineer that's recording things and I don't know being being with good equipment and a good space and everything. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I I felt like with this project, um, we had a lot more time to really think things through. Where if you're in the studio, sometimes it can be pretty rushed. Right, especially if you're paying for it, too. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I felt like we had a lot more time to, you know, really think things through and, you know, do what we really wanted, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think exactly to Alex's point, um, the way that it makes me feel anyway is every studio experience I've had for the most part is the you just absolutely dial everything in and you can play each part first take and you bang out 10 songs in three days, you know, right. and it's just like <laughs> exhausting. Um, where this time it was cool because we were able to like listen to songs for like months at a time because we literally had nothing going on and we were just sitting in the house and, you know, we'd play the same song at, 8 p.m. and then play it again at 3 a.m. <laughs> it's uh you know you get new ideas with the same thing and so think the songs like we're all able to grow and change and I mean each song I think probably was initially like nine minutes long and we had to figure out how to like trim it down into something that anybody would want to hear <laughs> right <laughs> that's yeah. actually really funny you said that because my next question is about one of the songs in particular um it's called pain on the ep and that was probably my favorite track. Um, it really oh, nice. reminded me of like uh, like progressive rock, 
like a jam session. That's what's funny you said, the whole 90 minute <laughs> thing. That's what it reminded me of when I heard it. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> pretty dead on, man. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I love it because it reminds me of, um, it really just reminds me of my childhood a lot and like growing up and playing in bands in high school, you know, and just playing music for hours until you get that one riff or that one thing where it's like, <laughs> this is perfect, you know? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, individually, once again, you can answer this. Have you like dealt with writer's block while you're writing these? And if so, how do you kind of get out of that? Uh, go for it, Alex. I took the last one. Yeah, so I don't know. I I guess not really. I, I mean, definitely not at first. And mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, it's kind of like the lockdown, you know, sparked a creative interest or whatever again. So I feel like at first, the risks were just like pouring out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe more towards the end where we had already heard the songs like a hundred times, you know, when we're, you know, it still didn't feel quite right and something needed to be tweaked. I think that's probably when it got harder to, you know, get creative with it. So I guess that'd be my answer. Uh, I felt like at the beginning though, it was just pouring out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of exactly what you're saying. I feel like at least with this project, every single time we've sat down and it may be because we're kind of like jamming on our own and, you know, have riffs in mind and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. we've just kind of like, I don't think we've sat down to jam and not like finished or at least completed like a raw sketch of a song in like a year and a half at this point where it's just kind of like, we're kind of in a good groove. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like being stuck inside with nothing but like a guitar, like makes you, get bored i mean with how you're playing like every song we're playing these days like suck to play (laughs) like my hands are killing me and you know it's just like chords that make no sense at all that i've never played before so it's just kind of like i think at this point we're just pushing ourselves to like almost piss each other off (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know yeah that's a really interesting thing about it um you said about like it kind of forces you to make new things because you are constantly playing so yeah, you kind of have to think outside of the box. That's a really interesting way to think about it. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, some bands recently you've been listening to, because uh, this is something I deal with uh, with my family back home. I'm from Ohio originally, and I was raised by like rap and rock purists. So like yeah. a lot of stuff out today, they just don't like it at all. And I'm like, no, like, you have to listen to me. Like there's still some good, like, good stuff out there, you know. I'm like, no, it's like, it all sucks now. Like, fuck all this, you know? So, are there some bands that you guys listen to, and specifically punk bands? Because I'm trying to get more into punk music, and I've been asking, like, my friends and people that I know that listen to punk music what they listen to. Oh, yeah. Alex, I'm sure you got some porn out. <laughs> yeah, I guess for punk, probably my favorite punk record of last year was Chubby and the Gang. Chubby oh, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, super cool. Uh, They're from the UK. Um they actually played here probably like a year ago now, and I totally missed it. Didn't even know. Oh, who wow. they were. What did they play at? Um, I think it was uh, Farewell Transmission, maybe. Okay. I might have got that wrong. But, yeah, I know they came through. I remember seeing it, seeing the name, and being like, huh, I don't know who that is, and didn't mm-hmm. go. And then I find the record months later, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. I, totally I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> They're super sick, though. I mean, for like a punk recommendation, I'd throw that at the top of the last year at least. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, that's just like party, party punk right there. (laughs) Pub punk. It's awesome. Um, Yeah, 
um i mean yeah with punk i feel like we've kind of or personally i guess moved more towards like in the past year just black and like death metal which uh you know is Mm -hmm. i guess telling of the times as well but (laughs) my favorite like punk stuff that just like continuously hits for me is anything that comes out from trash talk and anything that comes out from acx dc which is i guess more grind um than punk but mm-hmm. both of them put out um records trash talks was an ep acx dc was a full length but their full lengths are like 15 minutes so you know right. real short <laughs> tight they both were awesome um mm-hmm. they stuck stuck out pretty hard for me uh, where's Trash Talk from? Because that name sounds familiar to me. I think they're from L.A. I'd okay. imagine if not L.A., close to L.A. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they like got in with the Odd Future crew and stuff a while back. That's so. probably why. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they have them like featured on some albums and everything. And then they, you know, they got real big and they have like a clothing line and stuff now. It's sick. Very cool. <laughs> They're cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I brought that up because um, Aaron Rose actually uh, introduced oh, yeah. me to you guys, your music at least, um, and he's done a lot of good stuff, obviously, especially for the punk scene here. Uh, and yeah. that's something I'm always interested in because it's so different from what I usually listen to. Uh, but something I've been, I talked to Aaron about this too. I, uh, I did an interview with him not too long ago. We were talking about like how hip hop and punk are like overlapped. Um, and I've been learning more about that over the past few years. So it was just interesting to me uh, just learning about different stuff like that. Oh yeah, he's awesome. He's put on some shows in some very cool places for Definitely. bands that we wouldn't even expect to see. You know, like just exactly. like banger in the basement somewhere, and you know, <laughs> it's a show that I won't forget about. So, right, and I love that because you don't usually see that in a lot of places where it's like a specific you know market like that. Because a lot of times people don't care about it or it doesn't get a lot of attention. So, yeah, exactly. He's no, cool. he's the man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, we all love Aaron. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, we were talking about COVID, obviously, this, throughout this entire interview. Um, and obviously, live music is in a weird place right now. I saw it said this fall might be back, but I'm not really uh, optimistic <laughs> about that. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to wonder, uh, even though COVID is obviously a thing, do you guys have anything planned after this EP uh, for the rest of the year that you want to get done? Um. I- as far as playing shows, I think we're probably just going to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it's just Ian and I, so, you know, we'll probably try to put some other pieces together to be able to, you know, tighten up a live set and stuff. But right. we're probably just going to wait and see what happens for that. But we've already, you know, got some some more songs written, and I think we'd like to, you know, do a full length or something like that if, you know, we can keep writing and recording the way that we have been during all this right yeah yeah i mean uh, we'd love to i think for both of us playing live is i mean like top priority we're both dying not being able to get out there anymore (laughs) yeah just truly like i think the first time we'll be able to put together like a full you know full live band get out there and play like a real gig again i will barely even be able to like contain myself like <laughs> there's no way we're gonna sound good because i'm just gonna be <laughs> hyped up um, i might most people feel the same way honestly. yeah exactly but yeah. yeah to exactly what alex said i think full length is certainly our next step um it's the what we need something to focus on next so <laughs> knowing how we've kind of been working i wouldn't be surprised if that kind of fills itself out sooner than later right 
and I was talking about earlier how um, this EP is very organic. And uh, for the next music you guys do, do you plan on kind of staying in that same uh, punk sound you're in, or do you want to kind of venture out in something else? What are you guys thinking about that? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we're pushing ourselves for sure. <laughs> um, I think it's going to stay in the same vein, but it's definitely, uh, getting some, I think we found what we were looking for with the EP and we're mm. going to be able to push to cooler, weirder places in the next one. Um, what about you, Alex? Yeah, I, I definitely think it'll grow a bit and I don't know, maybe be a little more, uh, focused. I don't know. No, I understand that. <laughs> no, I get yeah. what you're saying. Because um, a lot of times I've noticed is like when people release something that's really good, it's like, oh, yeah, I love this. And they try something new and people like, you know, screw them over for it. So <laughs> I'm definitely at the point now where I don't care what people make anymore. Like I want you to make what you want to make, you know, because someone's <laughs> going to like be like mad at you. So it doesn't matter what side it comes from. So you might as well just make what you want to make. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and I mean, for us anyway, I'm sure Alex would mirror this. At this point, we're very excited for this EP to come out, but I'm most excited about the stuff we're working on now. It's almost like I wish everybody could just jump to seeing where it is already. But <laughs> yeah. like, of course, you know, I want yeah. everyone to see how it got there first. Definitely have to <laughs> yeah. be patient, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been like ready to get the EP out for so long. It's like I'm, I'm already tired of it, you know? <laughs> oh my God, dude, I definitely understand that. Ready, yeah. ready next thing but you've heard it so many times and no one else has heard it so you're just already (laughs) over it before it comes out (laughs) exactly that's how it goes no i definitely get that um before we get out of here i just wanted to ask where can everyone find you guys at like i said the ep comes out uh the 22nd so yeah just plug whatever you want to plug before we get out of here alex hit the plugs yeah so i mean (laughs) it'll be on all streaming services so spotify apple music youtube amazon whatever you listen on and then uh It'll be on Bandcamp as well for purchase. If you Definitely. Actually, if Support you on Bandcamp. It's really important. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy something, <laughs> if you're kind of crazy like that. Um, and then we also, we put up a merch pre-order. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll pro- we'll probably have it run through the weekend of the release. And um, It looks you know, great, we'll- by the way, guys. Nice. What's Thank that? you. It looks great, the merch. It turned oh, out really thanks. well. Thanks, dude. Yeah, so, you know, at the end of the weekend, we'll close that up and get the shirts printed and send them out to everyone. But we're really looking forward to uh, the 22nd. Finally get yeah, that man. Out. Yeah, me too. Like I said, it's a great project, and I'm excited for everyone else to hear it. Um, Thank you. And, yeah, yeah, I guess real quick, uh, Twitter and Instagram handle, both Club Sinister with an underscore. Um, I think that's about it, though. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, my gosh, <laughs> yeah, when the interview comes out, I'll make sure I, you know, I'll mention it to you guys too so everyone sees it and don't miss out. Um, <laughs> thank you. Of course. And thank you guys again for speaking with me. This is a great conversation. Uh, and I'm really excited for everyone to hear it, like I said. Uh, we really appreciate it, Cameron. Thanks again. And uh, hopefully once we're in a little bit better of a world, we'll be able to meet <laughs> up with you at a show around here soon. That sounds great, man. All right. Appreciate it again, Cameron. Of course. Thanks.